Hey guys, and welcome to the newest episode of Be Hero Presents, the Bump Card Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, as always, Brian, and with me tonight is my tag partner, Psycho. How are you doing tonight, Psycho? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, the wrestling business is very unpredictable. And I would definitely say so. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this week has shown a lot, but also... I'll say that uh, for those listeners that, you know, I know we promised a guest this week, um, but uh, it goes to show that we should never, uh, you know, when we plan things, as I'm sure you know, Brian, when we plan things, it kind of uh, (laughs) doesn't go as planned. Cards subject to change. (laughs) Exactly. Just like the podcast is very, uh, follows wrestling in that vein. Cards subject to change. Exactly. Yeah. Sadly, uh, our guest at the last minute had to back out, and our backup guest is sick, apparently. So we're going to go ahead and roll uh, on, as we do. You Mm -hmm. know, the show must go on as it is. And uh, let me start off by saying I apologize last week for Be Hero Presents not getting anything pushed out. Uh, That is due to me. Uh, As most of you know, I am still an active independent wrestler, and I had a very busy last couple of weeks. Uh, trying to do many things. Uh, Motion's been on the road. Uh, we were just recently in Colorado and in Wyoming uh, running shows as well as my own personal tours I was doing. So we just didn't have the opportunity to do slightly agitated bump card uh, or for me to edit anything from Catching Up with Turtle. But that's okay. We're starting a whole new week with the bump card as we do. That being said, guys, I'm excited for this week's episode. We kind of jumped this one a little bit ahead of what we were planning because of our lack of guests, but it's okay. Because sometimes you hype something up like we did with our guests, or sometimes you know it doesn't work out as well as it was thought to be. We bring something up a little bit early. And wrestling is the same way. Sometimes someone is hyped up so hard, and by the time they show up, they will never live up to that hype. Or they come in so impressive and just never make it from that point on. That's right. We're talking about the fails, the failures to launch. The people who came in hot with a lot of hype or a lot of press and just could not get it going, could not make that step up. Now, this this doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't achieve some success, like winning a world championship, perhaps. But they should have been so much more. Yeah. That is a possibility with our list tonight. Very much so. So we're going to go ahead and roll right into it. Psycho, what are we talking about tonight? Who's the first person? Okay. Here's here's my first one. I'm going to go with Buff Bagwell. Ooh. And here's Buff the choice. Stuff. I was thinking about it because during the during the you know the the late 90s, Buff Bagwell did become a star. Um, but in my mind, when he came in, you know, he was Marcus Alexander Bagwell for a bit. And then once he hit Buff Bagwell, you started, he started to catch on where you saw him as, oh, this could be a future star. And then when he got injured and he came back and he was very popular as a baby face for a little bit. And then, you know, with Scott Steiner and everything that. I honestly thought this guy's going to be main eventing or, you know, down the road. And then he never quite got there in WCW. And then when he went 
uh, when WWE was bought out by uh, Vince, uh, they tried him as the first ever WCW world title main event on Monday Night Raw. And that basically spelled the end of WCW as its own promotion. Yep. <laughs> uh, so it did not. And then, uh, yeah, that pretty much ruined his career. So uh, what what are your thoughts on Buff Bagwell? I thought that some of the writing they did in WCW for Buff was really good. And I thought he had the charisma for it because he did. Like, he was probably one of the most charismatic people uh, on WCW, specifically in the NWO. Uh, but I also think he kind of got buried behind people. He, he ended up being more of a, a sidekick or a hype man. Uh, the Steiner than he was really anything else. And to be honest, when WCW got bought out and it looks like there was the WWE was going to push uh, buff without Steiner and everything else. I'm like, Oh man, they might actually, he might actually have that opportunity, right? He might finally get it. And then he just did not. <laughs> well, and I, I think part of the problem and cause when like you, you know, when he gets, when, it looks like Vince is going to push him. You think, oh, he's going to go to the WWF at the time, and he's going to be a big star, just like happened to Jericho, mm-hmm. you know, just like happened to a lot of guys that went over there and, and they got the Vince push. But I don't know what it was. It just did not translate. And I, I mean, I think part of it was he was his own worst enemy because, uh, you know, he let his mom dictate a lot of stuff backstage, you know, and that gave him a bad reputation. So he, I, I don't think he was very well liked in the locker room um, by a lot of guys. And then I think WCW dropped the ball when he could have been a big, big star right after he had that neck injury on mm-hmm. Thunder. Um, you know, Rick Steiner came off with the bulldog off the top and and Buff kind of uh, got a... Um, a stinger in his neck and was kind of paralyzed for a little bit. It was in a wheelchair and that could have been the catapult. You know, when he came back, he was getting cheers, but then they just had him do one of those senseless heel turns and rejoin with Scott Steiner. When they teased, he was going to be a baby face. That's, that was a mistake. I feel if they should have ran with him as a, as a baby face and he could have been, he could have been a main eventer like, Maybe he wouldn't have been the face of the company, but he could have been somebody that you slide in there, you know, to to challenge the the top heels. Um, it, it could have worked, but it just one of those missed opportunities. Yeah, he could have been like a Kevin Owens level character. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at Kevin Owens now, he's kind of that way. Like as a face, he could at any time go for a main event thing, but he might not be the guy to run the company, right? But, yeah. uh, or hold a company up on the shoulders, but he's definitely a guy that could at any point in time run for that title. Buff could have been that guy, but I, I, I think because <clears throat> he, he was talented in the basics, but after you push him into that, uh, he couldn't do much. He couldn't tell a good story, but he had such charisma about him that you he could make you hate him or love him very easily. You know, when when you were talking about Kevin Owens and making a run for the title, you know, I I kind of laughed in my head because I was like, is this going to be a joke? Like, you know, Kevin Owens and run, you know, it's probably more like a brisk walk. 
but <laughs> yes, that's a fat joke. I apologize. He's one of the best like shape wrestlers I know of, and he might be a large dude, but he's still like in fantastic shape. Uh, I thought you were gonna make a shape like a circle. No, <laughs> <laughs> rounds a shape. Yeah, uh, yeah. Keep telling yourself that. Um. Anyhow, that being yeah. said, Buff Bagwell is our first entry on here. The first oh. time he's ever been first. Go ahead yeah. and move on. Next one. Huh. So here's another one. Here's somebody that actually did win a world title, but he should have been bigger. Sid. Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Psycho Sid. He's somebody that he won multiple cha- world championships. I mean, he won he won uh two world championships in the WWF. He won a couple of WCW championships. However, uh when he first came in, mm-hmm. People were thinking he was going to be the next Hulk Hogan, that he was going to kind of take that torch and run with it. And there, there's actually a very famous story when uh, when he went to go work for Vince McMahon. Uh, they saw him as as somebody that Hogan could pass the torch to and he could be a babyface when because Hogan was getting ready to finish up there. Mm. And Sid told him that. He would rather, instead of being that top babyface and main eventing WrestleManias as a babyface, he said that he'd rather be a heel. And he basically gave up, you know, being the face of the company to be a heel. And so talk about, again, being your own worst enemy, right? Um, I get like wanting to be, you know, it's more fun to be a heel. I'll admit that. It's more fun. And maybe he saw better opponents. He'd rather go against Hogan. Or be a foil for him, but he could have been the guy. And by the time he was winning world championships, like it, it was always as a as a heel. I think in WCW he won it as a face, but it wasn't it wasn't the same. He wasn't he wasn't the superstar that he could have been had he just agreed to you know to be a face and go you know give what he was given. Yeah, I can't. see Sid ever being bigger than he was like he I don't I couldn't see him running the company or anything like that um he's a one note character and every version of Sid there is he's always been kind of just a one note he he knows his character very well and that's what always makes him such um uh, a good worker to work with but you can see it in multiple matches. Unless he's being led, he doesn't do good matches. Yeah, he, he doesn't know how to tell a story. I uh, there, there's no way he could have been the next Hogan or or worked that way. Um, and you know, some of you guys are probably thinking to yourselves like Hogan, like he totally could have been Hogan. Hogan doesn't tell a great story. He does what he wants. Yada yada yada. And that is true to an aspect, a large aspect of what you see with Hogan when he's comfortable. In WCW, you see it. In WWE, you, you've seen it, where he was comfortable and kind of just did his five moves of doom, as it were, and then called it good. But go watch him and Muda in Japan and stuff like that. Or watch a lot of his stuff he did in Japan, where he couldn't just hold on to his <laughs> uh, laurels. He could tell a great story and do a great match. Okay, I, I was going to call you out on that when you said... You know, you might be thinking, he, you know, he doesn't tell a good story and all that. And I was like, oh, contraire. It's yeah. like, I, 
Hogan could tell a good story. He just couldn't. He just didn't, you know, put on a great match, a great work rate very often. But like you said, go watch him, you know, in Japan. Yeah. And he could wrestle. He just didn't need to. Yeah. He, right? I, Where, I think and, Sid, it was different. Yeah, I don't think Sid could. <laughs> and some of his best matches, though, are with people who can lead and work anybody, like him and Sean. Yes. I've had some great matches. Him and Brett, too. Him and Brett, yeah. Uh, because he can be led through these great matches. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, and Sid's promos weren't as good as Hogan's. Uh, no. Did you, you remember the promo where uh, there's two great Sid promos? And I don't mean great like they're great. I mean, they are hilarious um, in the worst possible way, but also in the best possible way. Oh, like and, an Ultimate Warrior promo. promo. Yes. Like, there's one where uh, he's talking about something and and uh, he screws up his lines and he's like, can we, you know, uh, can darn it, we, can, we pre, can we tape that again or something? And I think it was... It was uh, Jim Ross was interviewing him. He was like, we're live, pal. You know, and it's like because it was live television. It was like a pay-per-view or something. And he was like wanting to, you know, like have another take. And so that was actually aired, um, which is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, no. And then another one where he tries to say, um, you know, I have half the brain or whatever. Like he completely... He, he means to say that like he has I don't even know what he was trying to say to be honest. He was like trying to say like he has twice the brain as them or whatnot. But he was like, I have half the brain you do and whatnot. And it was go out and find these promos. They're hilarious. Because he just completely fumbles his lines. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. All right. Um you know I, I had heard too. That Sid had taken acting classes while he was in WCW, uh, which is kind of sad because I think the only thing he took away from all of that is uh, to go out there and break a leg. <laughs> okay, and you thought my jokes were bad, people. <laughs> oh, I got a hard eye roll from Psycho. <laughs> uh, that yeah, it's it's hard to get me to give an eye roll to a joke, but that was it. Oh All right, my let's gosh. go ahead and move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of people that were supposed to be the next Hulk Hogan, I'm going to offer the name of Lex Luger. Mm -hmm. This is somebody that, when obviously he million dollar body, you know, you know, as <laughs> like you know, as others have said, you know, million dollar body, ten cent brain, but um, but. Lex Luger looked like a million bucks. And when he was in there with the right opponent, like a Ric Flair or something like that, he had a great match or sting. Um, but, but when he went, um, when he went to the WWF and he was the all American, you know, when he was, he was basically taking Hulk Hogan's place, Hogan left. And then they threw the all American thing on Lex Luger and had him slam Yokozuna in, it was pretty much the Hulk Hogan character. Yeah. Just, you know, they put it on somebody else. I mean, is this the first semblance of like doing a fake razor and a fake diesel? It was the fake Hogan. You know, that's what it seemed like. Uh, but I remember. 
I remember I was watching wrestling when this was happening, and my dad actually saw him as like, you know, he's 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 no Hulk Hogan. He's too skinny to you know to be a threat. And he was super skinny at the time. He had lost a lot of weight when he yeah. was doing this run. Um, he wasn't the big bulked up guy like he was in WCW. And so it was like this guy's not Hogan. He's too skinny, and and uh, it was just kind of funny. But they tried. They tried really hard. I think the problem with Luger, part of it was himself, but also part of it was the booking. They they did what was what became known as pulling Alex Luger, um, and he choked in the big matches. Mm-hmm. You had him and uh, and Vincent started. In WCW, you know, he challenged Ric Flair multiple times and and he would always come up short. And then when he went to face Yokozuna at SummerSlam 1993, uh, everybody thought he was going to win the belt and they had him win by countout. But it wasn't just that he won by countout. It was that he celebrated in the ring, like, you know, with balloons and confetti and everything, like he had just won the world title, but it was a countout victory. So Yokozuna kept the championship like even as a kid, even as I was, I was uh, 13 at the time. So, so even as a, you know, a young teenager, I thought that was stupid. I was like, why is he celebrating? He didn't win anything. And Bobby Heenan, you know, who was on commentary, he was, he was even saying like, why, why he didn't win the belt. And, And I was thinking the same thing. Like, why is he celebrating? This makes him look like, you know, like a doofus. Like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, and then he gets to WrestleMania and I, I think the problem is uh when he won the Royal Rumble, but he co won it with Brett, and the fans chose Brett. They they cheered Brett, and so Luger was in a bad position there. Um but yeah, Lex Luger is somebody that should have been bigger if they if somebody had pushed him and put the belt on him and kept the belt on him, I think he could have been bigger. Like, look at look at the NWO. When he went against Hogan there and he ended up winning the belt, the fans popped huge. But the problem is that they're, they wanted Sting more. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted Sting to be the guy, so Luger ended up being a transitional champion. Um, just bad timing, I guess, but it was also bad booking early on. Uh, what are your thoughts on Luger? Luger was a uh, charismatic black hole. Nothing he ever did, at least in my opinion, uh, ever seemed legit. Like, he always seemed like he was playing a role. And he had, like, I had no want to cheer for him, as most people didn't. And the only reason he would get those cheers is because he would beat a guy who was a fantastic heel that could get sympathy for anybody, including Hogan. And he was able to get the sympathy for it because he was working against these fantastic heels, not because he was charismatic or because you wanted him to win. You really just didn't care that he won. He just wanted to see the other guy lose. And that's not a guy to put the belt on. That's, that's not a guy to run the company uh, because you're not getting the ticket sales of him wanting to see them. You're wanting you're you go get the ticket sales to see the blow off match with him and the person that he's going to beat because that person is the person you want to see get beaten, not because you want to see Luger win. Luger 
he was a fine worker. He had a body. He he could do what he needed to do in the ring, and he knew again. He knew his character. He knew what he was needing to do to get from A to B. But he had no pun intended flair to what he did, and as such, he was there was no charisma. There was no want to cheer for him. Yeah, I mean, there was always. I think that there was always just a better choice at the time because. You had Luger in, in WWF, you had Luger and Brett was there, right? Uh, or in WCW, you had Luger, but Sting was there, right? So there was, he was always just almost a, a, a B player. You well, know? if you're going to do that, you might as well look at uh, Savage, right? So you look at Savage and Hogan. You wouldn't cheer for Savage because Hogan was there, but he Savage still got the love. He was charismatic because, and people love to watch him. Because he had all of the stuff. He had the the charisma. Luger didn't have that. So using the excuse that there was somebody always better there, is that an excuse? He could be cheered. You could have more than one main guy. And I mean, look at Savage. Again, look at Savage. He was another guy who could be a main guy. He was the workhorse. So he got the IC titles. He eventually gets the, the run. With Hogan still there. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. I see your point, I guess. So maybe he's a C wrestler. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to put him lower, but... No, I think C's probably good, because he, he's a guy, again, he's a guy that could go in, work somebody, and get the sympathy he needs, but is not the one to to run it with his charisma alone, right? Um, Honestly, I can't think of anybody right now who kind of fits that bill that I can use as an example, because a lot of the guys who are up in that main event time have that charisma uh, that could do it. And there's not, there's not a Lex Luger um, fill in essentially for my example right now. And, and either company uh, Wardlow, maybe, but Wardley even gets cheers because he's a good-looking dude, and you know Luger looked like a toe. <laughs> but uh, there's right. there's jokes to be made, but I'm gonna pass on them this time. Yep. Um. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. Uh. Ricky Stark. There's my example. That's a horrible example. That's my example. He's that got a, a body. His example. face looks like a toe, and he's a black hole charisma. Because I think Ricky starts, if pushed right, is better than your Austin theory. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, Ricky Starks is a better wrestler, I think, than Luger. By far. Oh, I thought you were going to say than Austin Theory. No, I think Austin Theory is a better worker. But uh, that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Okay. This is, uh, let's do. I know if we've mentioned him a little bit before, but what about somebody like Adolf Ziggler? I think. I think that's somebody that should have been a bigger star because he's got, in my opinion, like he could have been on that Shawn Michaels level, having the best match every single night. You know, he he could have at least been up there with a Chris Benoit or something with with what he did. Um, but he just for some reason, he he just became another guy. 
And I know we've kind of touched on like maybe it was because he settled. He didn't have that drive to get to the next level. Um, But I don't think that's all completely his fault either. No, I, I think for Ziggler, a lot of it's booking for him. Because, um, you know, he does, unlike Luger, he does have charisma. He's got a lot of charisma, right? Uh, and he's a guy that at any time could be a title holder. But he's not the guy to hold the title forever. He's a transitional champion uh, material. He, he's a good worker who can get the crowd behind him when he needs to, or get the crowd to hate him when he needs to. But he's just not... He's not the one to put the asses in the seats, per se. He's he's the one that you use to build your next big guy, as we've talked about before. And I don't know if I would ever say that Ziggler came in hot, since he came in with the Spirit Squad and did all that stuff. I, I don't know if I per se call him for this list. I think he worked his butt off to get where he is, and he is he's Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I think he's going to be put down as a Hall of Famer when he retires, uh, because he deserves it. He's a multiple-time you know champion. He's a Grand Slam champion. He's done just about everything you can do in the company, but he is so humble. He's willing to give the rub to these guys coming up all the time without a problem. Has he won the tag titles? Uh-huh. With who? Uh, Robert Roode. Oh, okay. Okay. I forget. Yeah. There's somebody. Robert, Robert Roode. Roode. Yeah. That should have been a much bigger star. Former, ta- uh, former Impact champion. Like former- when he was... You know, when he was in Impact, I saw him as like, huh, he he should have at least been up there with like a Mr. Perfect type thing or something like that. Um, and he came in hot because yeah, he, was, he did with the glorious thing in WWE too. Yeah, he was a uh, triple crown, uh, triple crown in uh, uh, Impact, right? Um, so yeah, he came in super hot. Anybody that watched anything besides WWE knew exactly who he was. Mm-hmm. Um. He had some great matches going in and stuff like that. For Rude, I would say that he is uh, a failure for booking. I think if he had four more inches on him, that he would have been champion multiple times. I think, you know, because when he came into NXT, even, you know, he had that glorious gimmick and and he was he was pushed up to the top spot, won the NXT championship. And he was over with that but i just think for whatever reason maybe it's height whatever mm. or age maybe age maybe you know vince you know didn't see that in him and or maybe it's injuries too cuz injuries have kind of derailed him recently but that kind of goes with age um you know that maybe they don't see him as somebody they can you know put the rocket on and and that he can be dependable yeah as a main event player or an upper you know, he, he should have at least had the Kevin Owens spot of being able to slide in there occasionally, you know, and and fight for the world title. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think he still could. I think he could be on that Kevin Owens or Dolph Ziggler level if he comes back. Uh, I, it, I don't. It, I, I, think, I think I think the time is passed on him. 
I think if they gave him the right couple of programs in a row, he could he could cement it from that point on. But he'd have to have the right couple of programs. Yeah, and that would mean that somebody else who's probably in a better spot than him would have to not be pushed. And I just think there's better there's better options available right now. Younger, bigger, stronger, you know, all of those things. There's there's better choices. It's true. So. Even somebody like a Sami Zayn. And I would not put Sami Zayn on this list. No. Because I think, I actually think Sami Zayn has overachieved with what, you know, I think he's very talented. But I think, you know, him fighting for the world championship, him winning the tag titles and having this long run, or I mean, I say long run, it's only been a couple of months or whatever it's been. But um, I think Sami Zayn is somebody that I wouldn't put on this list. No, I agree with you. Um, he's definitely well achieved over what anyone would have thought for him. So, especially for that size, yeah. You like, know, I would have pegged him in that uh, Dolph Ziggler level as well. Him, Miz, those kind of guys. But he's overachieved in that aspect. <laughs> but that's a list for another time. Yes. Okay. So here's a here's one that I think you'll agree with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, when he came in, honestly, like, I, I think they need to go back to that of the, you know, the cult leader type thing without our world. Yeah, that was a great gimmick. And, and he was having good matches too. It wasn't these, it wasn't these matches where it's like that was just hot garbage, you know, when where they put the where they put the red lights across the, you know, arena and and it's just you can barely see anything. It's I don't even know what we're going for here. I think they I even think that if they had went the supernatural route with him, even with the fiend and stuff, they could have made him like an undertaker type and went that route and it could have been a passing of the torch, you know, to him if he had you know, be Undertaker for the streak even. Mm -hmm. But all of these things here, it's creative or whatnot, but I do not look forward to Bray Wyatt matches. I don't. I think it's bathroom break material now. It doesn't make sense. It's illogical. Um, It's not even wrestling matches. It's, all right, they're just going to brawl while this, where we can barely see anything because of the lights that they do or whatnot, it's going to be some uh, like uh, magician type thing with or mystical thing with lightning bolts or whatever. It's just it's it's not believable to me. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt's kind of has an abusive relationship with the fans mm -hmm. uh, where the fans adore him but then he doesn't really give them enough to like earn it as it was um talk about potential though oh yeah Tons you potential. Know, this this list was made for bray wyatt because yeah. somebody that had a ton of potential but never lived up to it well he he's so odd when it comes to matches like there are certain matches that like uh you know he'll have a great match with randy orton and then he'll have that weird bug match with the lighting and everything <laughs> Oh. Um, or he'll have like the that weird match he had with John Cena, 
which was kind of interesting and like totally different. And then he goes and has this uh, Mountain Dew uh, blackout match he had with LA Knight. Like he's so back and forth with these matches, and it's it's hard to say what it is. I, I think I think honestly, what it may be is he's such a creative person, but he's like you. Like someone needs to put a leash on the creativity sometimes, on yeah. uh, how crazy it could be because. You know, both him and you, you're like, oh, this would be a great thing. It's like, no, we are not going to go and get a pterodactyl on a pole matches, okay? Okay, for the record, guys, that was a complete joke. It was uh-huh. never meant to be serious. Uh-huh. The, the the invisible match, that was serious. Okay? Yeah, exactly. See, the invisible that, one match, too. Match, that was serious. That's like where you need to rein in the creativity. So, and no, I, I just I think need to not just... listen to the wrong people. Uh, that is also true. Um, he he has a great wrestling ability. He has amazing charisma. Unlike some of the people we talked about on this list, his charisma is off the chain, off the hook, as it were, yo. So he's just crazy with the amount of charisma. Second eye like. roll of the night. <laughs> um, but he just one the WWE can't find the right thing for him. Two, he loses way too much. Like, he needs to have a win streak. He needs to have something going on with him. Um, with everything that's being said, he only had the title, I think, twice. Like, the big belt. Um, and he didn't do anything with it. One, he was, like, a transitional champion. And I I think both times now, I think about it. He was a transitional champion. Uh, I know he lost to Goldberg in a triple threat. I can't remember what he uh, lost, the other time, or lost the other time. But either which way, like... He really doesn't do much with what he's got as like for the fans, but he does these insane matches. He's he's what we talk about a lot when we're training. He he's a person that likes to let's call pop himself, or as in to do something because he thinks it'd be great, and not because it would be good for the story or good for the fans or good for sales or good for anything like that for the company. Um, he just does it because he thinks it'd be cool. And, and he's not very dependable, because where has he been? Like, I, mental in, health issues, injuries, what is injury, it? Injury, something like that is what I heard most recently. Uh, it's it's something, though, always. like Yeah. I, I've given up caring about Bray Wyatt, I was sad to say. That's true. Uh, Alright, next guy on the list. Alright, do you... You said you had somebody on your mind. Did I name them already? Nope. Go ahead. Offer them up. Uh, Former World Heavyweight Champion. Former NXT Champion. Current manager of a tag team. And probably the most prolific wrestler from the continent of India. His name is Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal has all of the tools to have been a very good uh, wrestler. Top guy. Oh, yeah. He came in with a lot of heat behind him uh, through NXT. Uh, I Look at it this way, right? In NXT, the first main event, or the first title main event match was Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. Right? In NXT. He came in as hot as you could be. 
He was essentially the second place guy in NXT when NXT started, right behind Seth Rollins. How could you not be hotter going into that? And then he gets stuck with these stupid gimmicks. He he's a bit of a, also a problem with charisma um, a lot of the time, and as well as being uh, apparently someone that hurts people. But he had opportunities when he first came into the company and had the ability to rise above all that. But he just never could get the right thing. I think the stuff he's doing right now as a manager is probably the best role for him because he can get heat on the mic. But he's kind of just there at this point. I could not disagree with that one more. Really? Like that one. He won the world title. He's a former world champion. To me, he overachieved. He 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 was the right in the right spot, the right time. Vince wanted to piss everybody else off, and they put the title on Jinder Mahal. Like no, and like, he ran with the title for a hot minute. Too long, too long. <laughs> it was, you know, when they did that with JBL. At least JBL had something, right? Like like JBL was an awesome heel. Jinder Mahal. They might have, they might as well have put the title on. Gosh, I'm trying to think of somebody that would be the equivalent. Um, oh my gosh, I can't even think of somebody that. That was the most bizarre title reign ever because you'll never see that again. He's not getting a second reign. No. Sorry, not going to happen. Never going to happen. Shouldn't have happened the first time. I, I can't believe what, that we put former world champion Jinder Mahal. <laughs> he had like in that run too he they had him like they had a good story with him especially with him and randy uh he had a lot of great workers along with him with the Singh brothers they did a lot of great stuff to help him out no they bumped for him you're right yeah. randy orton like bumped the heck out of those guys um but his matches other than those two bumping for him those orton and jinder mahal matches the most cookie cutter matches you could possibly have. Go back and watch them, fans. Like, like they are by the numbers, very predictable. Like, even when Jinder Mahal wins, there's no heat to it. There's heat because the fans are like, "What the hell are you thinking? What are you smoking?" You know. But, uh, but I don't. But there's no, there's no actual heat where they're like, "Oh, this is a hot match" or "This is a hot finish." No. The great Kali was a better champion. Wow. Than Jinder Mahal. Wow. It's it's true. At least at least he was believable as a big, you know, like this big huge giant. Like Jinder Mahal, it was could they have not have put the title on like Heath Slater? Like that was the only one of the three man, you know, the three, three man, man band that, that hasn't won it. And come on, he's got yes. kids. Yet he could always come back. <laughs> yes, he needs to come back, jacked, and you know, and complete the the trilogy there, or whatever. <laughs> like no, uh, and I would actually be for that because I'm at Heath Slater was actually entertaining. He was. He's very entertaining. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I cannot believe that you put Jinder Mahal on there. I'm, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm about I'm about ready to shut this podcast down over that comment. <laughs> Oh, talk yeah. about nightmares 
if anything, it's got you riled up, which is great. <laughs> yes, it's always a good time when you get Psycho but riled again, up. You know, he came in as hot as you could be. You know, like was a hot turd. You're right. The main event like, for the first NXT, the the to uh, go in, uh, uh, crown the very first NXT champion. Steaming pile of crap. That's what that is. That's <sighs> what's next on your list, brother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> oh, I'm gonna send my own hate emails. In for that one. <laughs> Let's say. Okay, this guy was hot and they could have put the world title on him and he definitely didn't live up to the hype, but it was the right choice. And I hate to put this guy on the list, but what about Ryback? Yeah, I mean, he he did have. uh crowd interaction he went from being a black hole of charisma to at least figuring out what to do like he he had something going uh but he didn't like they never gave him anything and when they did he injured people so he was unsafe for sure and i would say you know the part because when he when he had the feed me more thing going and he Mm -hmm. was for go back and watch the crowd for that. He was as over as anybody. Yeah. But the problem, first of all, with the booking is I, I can't remember, but CM Punk, who was the champion at the time, he was supposed to wrestle somebody else and somebody got injured. And so they had no challenger for him for a pay-per-view. And they threw right back into this in a hell of cell match. And Ryback was undefeated at the time. And they couldn't put the belt on Ryback because Punk was having his, you know, his long reign, you know, longest of the modern era. Uh, And so they had to beat him. And so CM Punk beat him. And Ryback was never the same after that. And then he went he went to WrestleMania, if I remember correctly, and lost to Mark Henry, you know, and so. That he basically got buried after that. Now, after hearing Ryback after he's left the WWE and everything, uh, he got everything he deserved. Yes, like that that guy should not be in our business. Nope. Uh, he has no respect for it. He has, uh, he sh- craps on everybody. He craps on everybody, like. You think Bret Hart is bitter? No, this guy's bitter. And he doesn't have an uh you know a pinky full of the talent that Bret does. So there's no reason for him. Uh of course he's talking about making a comeback and going against Goldberg and Goldberg's retirement match and all this. Uh yeah. I I don't like Goldberg, but Goldberg had more talent than Ryback and Goldberg doesn't respect the business a whole ton, but he respects it more than Ryback. Yeah. He had something to give the business. Ryback was in the right place at the right time, got the right gimmick, and could have been more. He was handed that, too. Like, Did you see (laughs) his gimmick that he had when he was uh, in Nexus? Mm Mm-hmm. Where he was essentially... Shea Field or something. 
Skip Shuffle? Yeah. Uh, He was essentially a uh, Stone Cold ripoff. He even came out with a black vest on and everything else. Yeah, I do remember that. And then he had the meat hook clothesline was his finish and stuff like that. It was Mm -hmm. not good. Um, But yeah, he he lucked out too because I think he only ended up staying with the Nexus thing uh, is because other people got injured Mm -hmm. because he would have been one of the first people out. And he, yeah, he just kind of was, he locked into everything he had. Um, so Ryback is definitely deserving on this list. Yeah, it's, um, but thank goodness he wasn't given more. Thank goodness he didn't live up to the potential because it'd be, it'd be like a warrior. It'd be like an ultimate warrior. You know, somebody that didn't respect the business that, you know, that injured people a lot and, and nobody liked, but you know, won a world title. Yeah. So nice. Um I would say somebody else that didn't quite live up to the potential. I'm gonna go ahead and say, what about Glacier? There's somebody not necessarily once he debuted, nobody thought, oh, you know, this guy is a world champion, you strap the rocket to him. You know, but in the hype that he got with his videos, they hyped up Glacier as Blood Runs Cold for months, months, almost. I swear it was like six months or more. They hyped this up because they were going to be doing this like Mortal Kombat thing. It was going to be a merchandising thing and a marketing thing um, for video games and all this. That's why they had Canyon uh, play like Morta or... uh, no, Canyon was, uh, yeah, it was Mortis. Yeah, Mortis. And then you had Wrath and everything, and it was going to be this big thing. But as soon as he came out, it was the. There's wrestlers that are ahead of their time, and then there's wrestlers that are past their time. And he was something like straight out of the 80s. If this was the 80s, or even I dare say, like very early 90s. In WCW, it might have worked, but the hype was so big that when he came out, uh, yeah, it's it's like a fart at church, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how it came across. And like Ray's the nicest guy in the world. We've had an opportunity to meet him multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I have nothing against him as a person. He's he a great guy. A great guy. He's a good worker. Um, he's so smart when it comes to the business and things like that. Uh. I, I think he just got strapped with the gimmick at the wrong time, like you're saying. It was just the wrong time for it, and it just never took off. That well, being said, he stuck around for a hot minute. He did. He did. And WCW at the time, remember, they had just barely, like the NWO had just barely debuted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Hall and Nash were there. And they were going in a more realistic style. And so he just didn't fit in. It was like, you know, uh, a peg into a round hole or whatever that saying is um a square peg into a round hole i think yeah. the, it just didn't fit it was but i i think it was kind of like that you have one last version of something before you start a whole new like product and they're pushing out that mm. last version not caring whether it worked or not and that's what they were doing with uh glacier because they knew they were going into this new product which was nwo and that was going to change everything, but kind of had Glacier there. If it didn't, they can always go back to this kind of thing. Well, and 
when they were when they were promoting it though, it was promoted for like six months before he debuted. So they started promoting it long before the NWO was thought up. So because. Well, that was probably also, I mean, you know, we've talked to Ray about right. how that all came along right? and everything else. And uh, the, part of it was deal with the deal with Mortal Kombat. Like they had a, a deal with Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat specifically and stuff like that to help with promoting mm-hmm. and things. So they needed to have that kind of thing going. Right. I think if I remember correctly, like Eric Bischoff wanted like a, like a martial arts type huh. character and somebody... Did, what's that it was page that got yeah him that passed it along hey i've got somebody that you know martial arts guy and yeah and whatnot and then it kind of went from there so you know pass along a videotape i think of them and yeah yeah but, and it's sad like i said ray's a good dude and uh he sold pretty well for us when we the, the time the time or two we had him out uh he sold for us because people still cared enough about the character stuff like that do you know why um i know that he was like promoted for the anniversary show do you know why he wasn't there i I can't remember the exact reason um it was a conflict with something i can't remember if it was another booking or like uh surgery or something like that or because he's also doing the movie it was something like that. right but it was a secret movie that we can't talk about yeah it was it's a, it's a uh, it was a con or a timing conflict, a last minute timing conflict. Uh, but I can't remember for sure the reason. So, right. But I know that uh, he's supposed to come back out again sometime this year. I guess I can't remember when. Well, we should start like filming vignettes for it, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, for about six months. Hey, if you're going to throw out WCW stupid characters that had, um, you know, a bunch of hype going into it and died right at the opening, you're forgetting about Shockmaster. Oh, yeah, that was, but that was completely, I say it by accident because, like, him tripping completely ruined it and him losing his helmet and all that. (laughs) But even if you take that out of it, okay, if that never happened, if you just look at that stupid helmet that he had and everything, like, the stormtrooper we, helmet that was covered in glitter. Yeah, we were supposed <laughs> to take that serious. We were yeah. supposed to take that serious as a top baby face, you know, the like a superhero type thing. Like the yeah. fact that he fell, yeah, that made it worse. It was there was no recovering from that. But do we actually think that if he had debuted as normal, that that would have actually like been you know main event shockmaster and winning world titles? No, in fact, I think if I, I think it's actually the other the way around. If he if he hadn't tripped, I don't think we would remember him at all. Um, or be it'd be one of those like random right. bar trivia things. Sure. Uh, um, he'd be up there with like Ice Train. Yeah. Do you remember Ice Train? No. No. Go no. back and watch. He he teamed with uh, so he was a um a big powerhouse black man, and uh. He teamed with Scott Norton as Fire and Ice, mm-hmm. and which was actually a really good power team. If you you know go back and watch, they were actually not bad. But nobody remembers Ice Train. You don't remember him. Um, he was he was a big guy, but uh, that's pretty much all he was. Um, <laughs> Thought you were gonna pull out like Mantar or something. 
Okay, Mantar, nobody. That was just a bad gimmick. That was a bad gimmick. That. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, I wouldn't say it was a bad gimmick. Black Taurus is doing a great job right now on AAA with it. Really? Yeah, dude, he's oh. over. Uh, like crazy. Uh, he works. Uh, he does stuff with uh, AEW and Impact a bunch of times right now too. But mostly he does AAA. Okay, okay. But it's it's oh. a different thing. I mean, Mantar was like he couldn't really bump with the ha- like with the gear on. He couldn't do much with that on. Uh, Black Taurus, he actually, you know, he he does a lot of basing for lucha stuff and does some lucha stuff himself, and like he does a lot more with the gimmick. Man, maybe one of these, maybe one of these days we need to have the crappiest gimmicks episode because <laughs> there's a lot of them out there. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yeah, oh my so gosh. And Mantar's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we probably have about time for like one more. One more. Okay. Let's say. Ah, here's one. Um. If I can think of his name. Uh, oh my gosh. Wow. It's uh, the guy that was in the Natural Born Thrillers. Not... Um, Jimmy Wang Yang? N- he was not in that. I know. He was not in that. And no, he's not on this list. He's <laughs> not on this list at all. Uh, uh, no, <sighs> the guy that was managed by Roddy Piper for a little bit. Big guy. Did the Swanton. He teamed with Chuck Palumbo. Oh, uh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is right. And I was just. I just was reading about something about him. He's passed away since. Um. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's gone. Okay, I'll throw out a different one since we can't think of that guy. And now, hey, listeners, uh, uh, write to us and say who we're forgetting there. Because yeah. um, I know somebody knows. Let's go ahead and say Mike Awesome, though. There's somebody that if you saw him in ECW as the ECW champion, you would have thought, oh, this guy could be a monster heel. Even if he went monster heel against Hulk Hogan, you know, that type of thing or or dominating like Vader, you know, over a company. He had it. It's definitely what Bischoff thought. Right. The the problem I feel, you remember when he debuted in WCW, he came out and he laid out Kevin Nash. Now, mind you, Kevin Nash had like several inches on Mike Awesome. So Mike Awesome looked huge in ECW. And he looked short next to Kevin Nash. And well, yeah, so, I mean, Mike Awesome was working guys my height. Right, like Masato Tanaka was pretty small, like height wise, you know, him and and Taz, you know, it's like, um, Taz is probably shorter than you. He is, he's like 5'5, five, 5'4. Five, five, yeah, 5'6, five, maybe. Uh, maybe. But, but like watching like Powerbomb Mikey Whipwreck or something like that. Right, and and so, or Spike Dudley. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think because he wasn't. He wasn't that monster in WCW because it really was where the big boys play. There's there's some eye rolls now. Um, but uh and then they straddled him with the horrible gimmick when Vince Russo came in and made him the fat chick thriller and the 
and that 70s guy um those gimmicks killed him like there was no coming back from that i think he did wrestle um i think he went to the wwf didn't he or i know he did the one night stand pay-per-views he did the one night stand did he come over i don't remember if he he might have been in the uh ecw invasion role yeah he might have lasted a little bit i know he didn't last long though like Well, I'm not um, talking about WCW, ECW. I'm talking about the that Monday right, Night Raw, the original yeah. invasion yeah. with like Lance Storm and exactly. I think he might have been in that. Right. Uh, he might have been. He might have been in the hardcore division there, or something. He might have done something there, but uh, he should have been so much bigger, um, and had all the potential. He should have at least had a run like a Rhino mm-hmm. or something like that. But it just. It just didn't happen for whatever reason, and it's a shame. And then he had, sadly, he had a tragic end to his life. He took his own life, but, um, I mean, you know, he was the fat chick thriller, so I'm sure that haunted him for a while. He got made fun of, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely on that list. And he had a ton of potential. Um, He had the ability of being charismatic, even when he got strapped with that 70s guy or the fat chick thriller. Mm-hmm. Like, there was charisma to him mm-hmm. um he just didn't have the right character on booking when he got wcw and he could have done stuff i mean he, there's no way he was shorter than ddp or shorter than like uh disco inferno or anything like that but you know they had careers there buff mm-hmm. even like there's no way he was shorter than them ddp is actually a really tall guy so i don't know about that ddp like, like we, we, we did the show three. with ddp and I was actually surprised at how tall he was. Yeah, but I, like that's what I imagine. Like that's the height of like Mike Awesome would have been somewhere in that range, <laughs> right? Is somewhere around the same height as DDP, because uh, Nash is taller. Like I've again, I've had the opportunity. You you were with mm-hmm. me when we yeah. got to meet uh, uh, Nash as he mm-hmm. rolled me over, um, and he's a tall dude. He's what six seven. I think he's actually at somewhere in that range. Yeah, he's he's a tall dude, but you know, Mike's probably around. It was probably around like six three. Yeah, which is about that what DDP about would right. be around. Um, so you know, he but there are those guys that did. I just don't think he ever had the right booking to him, and uh, I don't know why. Like he had the opportunity. He had. I think he had all the tools to do the to do the job. But I also don't know. Like I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember too many matches he had in WCW. I remember the characters, but I don't remember how many yeah. matches he actually hit. He went out there and had a match in. And in Honestly, ECW, he was just a beast. He just beat the crap right. out of everybody. And I remember his ECW matches, you know, him against mm-hmm. Masato Tanaka, uh, him and Spike Dudley, where he would toss my, you know, poor little Spike Dudley around, you know, and toss him through tables. And, but, uh, yeah, I just think honestly, I think it was a mistake for him to to leave ECW. Yeah. I think had he stayed there, you know, Paul Heyman was really good about hiding people's weaknesses and bringing out their strengths and making them look like like a killer. Like look what look what he did for Taz. You know, made everybody think he was this, you know, badass, you know, shooter and that he was like a an MMA fighter. And then, you know, when you see him and you're like, that guy, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, you know, legitly though, I was going to mention Taz next as our very, very last one. 
about uh, the potential. Because when he came to the WWE, he had it. He -hmm. had hot potential. He comes out against Kurt Angle and everything else, and then he just kind of died off and became an announcer. I mean, I can't blame him, but... I think two things hurt him there. It was injuries, obviously, Mm -hmm. because he had neck problems, and that's ultimately why he ended up retiring and wanting to be a commentator instead. But also, I think Vince looked at him and saw how short he was and was like, why are we booking this guy to like, you know, to suplex and choke out like our bigger guys? Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, Again, that's somebody that it made sense for him to go, you know, up north to Vince. But at the same time, he wasn't going to be booked, you know, long term like like Paul Heyman was. Look yeah. at him. Um, yeah. Kind of the what ifs for sure. Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of opportunity for lots of these guys we've talked about tonight. And some of them I think really did deserve it. I have that opportunity, but just didn't get to use it. Some of them got the opportunity and just didn't do anything with it. And General. some didn't deserve <laughs> the opportunity at all. So there's a ton of you know, a ton of guys like that. And there are a ton of guys I'm sure we didn't mention on this list. So please go on and reach out to us on our social medias. If there's somebody that we missed, um, such as the, you know, Chuck Palumbo's tag partner, who we can't remember. And let us know. Hair. There it was. Yes. yes thank you. <laughs> but reach out to us on our social medias. Uh, you can hit us up at be hero media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to BeHeroMedia.com, which is everything BeHeroMedia. You can also reach out to me directly at MikeBurkDCW on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also reach out to Psycho at Psycho Wrestling on Facebook. All right, guys. Well, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we've had a crazy time with w- or with uh, DCW lately. It's Devotion Championship Wrestling. We've been doing a ton of shows. And that ball, ball continues to roll this week. So this week... On Thursday, we will be at Bar Fights. Thursday being the 22nd, uh, we will be doing Bar Fights at Liquid Joe's here in Salt Lake City. And then on this coming Saturday, we will be having end of term June 24th at Light Tree Studios, our normal home. It will be a live taping. So please come on down if you haven't gotten your tickets already for that fun show. Following that, we will be right back uh, at Light Tree Studios on the 8th. For our next show, the Great American, uh, the Great American, Great American Day, I believe that's what it's called, Great American Day uh, show, which will be also a great time as well. So follow us on Facebook at Devotion Championship Wrestling or on Twitter at DCW Salt Lake City to get any future dates or anything else we may have missed. We have had a hot summer already, and it's going to just continue to be hotter and hotter with uh, with DCW. We are also going to be start doing tours with DCW. Uh, those will be announced through the Facebook. So if you are in around Utah, we might be touring around your city. So please follow us on Facebook or Twitter to find out when those will happen. All right, let's see. Do think that is all of the news for the moment. Uh, we should be having the next episode of Slightly Agitated. Uh, believe this week but uh, no i'm sorry it's next week we'll be having it next week uh davon who does catching up with turtle as well 
is currently out of town and will not be able to record. So you get one episode this week, which is Be Hero Media. Try it again. It will be the Bump Cry Wrestling Podcast. So that being said, obviously, I am on it. I know. (laughs) I am so tired, man. It has been such a crazy week with all this uh, working out of town and everything else. I've had very little sleep. Plus, I had to do my normal job as well as do all this. So, that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a really fun episode. And for myself and Psycho and the rest of Be Hero Presents, this is us tapping out. Have a good night, guys.